when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What address did you use for him? I tried Bono at u2.com, which, to be honest, that one bounced back. Right. Uh, I did Bono at mac.com, Bono at gmail.com. What else did I use? Bonovox at mac.com and bonovox at hotmail.com right that's quite a few Mm. just for argument's sake though has bono ever said in an interview that he's interested in babysitting has he advertised that service no No. i've never met the guy shan't be leaving this is brain cigar casting a critical eye on the cultural moments that changing our lives the anatomy and bodily functions of Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. Cross-section cutting through Thomas's hide here, mm. and underneath his locomotive body, you can see like a layer of, I yeah. guess that's fat, and then you've got like, you see the muscles yeah. there, the veins. Brain cigar. Go be a pepper shuffle. Shan't be leaving. Uh, I discovered Mr. News to be very conveniently located for the majority of my particular needs. Brain Cigar and Ambulance. Production of Peter Bainham and Jeremy Simmons. Shan't be leaving, sir. No, sir. Hello. 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 Chicaro. Chicaro del Cranio. Remember leaving the house and going to stuff? Well, it's back, because Great Big Owl is bringing some of our favourite shows to the London Podcast Festival, starting September the 2nd, and we'd love to see you there. So if you're a fan of... Two Mr P's in a podcast. Brian and Roger. My Mate Water Toaster. Friends with Friends. The The One Show Show. Richard and Greta. From Queer to Eternity. Wrestle Me. Or Just Daytime Drinking. Then go to the King's Place website and grab some tickets now. And by some tickets, we ideally mean eight tickets, that's one for each show. Actually, bring a friend and make that 16 tickets. Great Big Owl, the only podcast network with the audacity to ask you to buy 16 tickets in one go. But we'll be thrilled if you just buy one. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. (laughs) 
Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, the podcast that cleans up television sick, which it gasps out at seven o'clock every weekday on BBC One. This is part two. So as always, if you'd like to go back and listen to part one first in order for any of this to make sense, then now would be the time. Joining me this week to go through The One Show like a virus through the country are Mark Haynes and the comedy legend that is Peter Bainham. They, they, they had a, such a couple of terrible questions with him as well. One of them was along the lines of, is being a dad make it more easy for you oh, to act God. like dad on the screen? Matt, the, the relationship between father and daughter is, is so central you know, to, to the film. Uh, I know you've got four daughters of your own. Now, there was uh, an amazing little girl. That, 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 that She was incredible in the film, yes. I have to say. Um, your yeah. relationship with her throughout the film and obviously with your older daughter in the film as well, did it help the fact that you've got four girls and you know exactly how to kind of manage them? Yeah, I think I'm probably pretty skilled at interacting with, you know, nine-year-old girls. And then the other one was you work with an actress or an actor on, on Call My Agent who yeah. Alex really liked. And so she said, what was that actor like? Well, I was going to say, I'm a big fan, I mean, of Call My Agent, right? And yeah. in the trailer there, we saw, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, Camille Cotin. <laughs> for yeah, Camille, yeah. Is that is that good? Yeah. I don't know. Um, she's That's in perfect. it. And I mean, I just love her as an actress, and she's she's brilliant in this film as well. What's she like, Matt? Yeah, Matt what's Damon, she like? I mean, what yeah. Matt Damon is, is going to say, like all actors, he's going to go so good, so real, and so honest. And they all came up yeah. in the sort of actors bingo. But wasted questions. I know, because he's not going to go, he's not going to go... <laughs> You know, she's just <laughs> not rude. She's, she's just not nice. I, I, I know she we're doing... smile to your face and then she just bitches about Yeah, you. look, I'm not, I'm not, I know we're in the middle of the junkie and everything, but I've got to say, she is fucking nuts, right? <laughs> yeah. Wait till you hear this. It, 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 you're not going to believe it, but the, the woman is an absolute car crash. It, 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 <laughs> she turned up to set drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, the, the she steals about, bikes. The worst thing about that, that, that splitting it up over the show as well, is once I'd had one bit of it, I was like, well, thank goodness that's over. And then it yeah. would keep coming back. And if it's in one chunk, I'm like, well, it's over now. But this, it just kept coming back and back and back. And when you think of the quality of the questions they're asking the first two chunks, chunks three and four are, are not going to be better by, by any means. But those questions look like the best questions in the world compared to the ones in that Vox Pop bit about whether people are watching the Olympics. It's been brilliant, absolutely amazing. We've watched the diving, didn't we? We've the watched cycling. Some, the cycling. We watched a bit this morning, didn't we? The canoeing. The canoeing. Oh, the canoeing. Yeah. What a waste of everyone's time that was. I know. The 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 you know the noddies that they do. You oh. know, the, the, the whole thing that the presenter was the interviewer doing that thing, and they really stuck out for me as like my god, like how that that's kind of that's that's acting actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be engaged but i know one man said i wrote this down he says well if i'm in the garden i'll watch it on my phone <laughs> more so in the morning i'll watch it and if i sit in my garden i'll watch it on my phone <laughs> i like you i'll go into the garden i'm gonna go yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was i didn't understand the entire point it was literally that wasn't it it was angelica bell asking people in the street how yeah. they watch the Olympics. Did you watch what, it live? What's the point of it? My favourite one was where she did two because she didn't have enough conviction in either of them on their own. So she said, so any events you're looking forward to or were surprised by? So any events that you're looking forward to or you were surprised by? <laughs> <laughs> one, one looking forward, one looking back. Um, and then she said, I'd love you to give a message to Team GB. And one person just shouted, Team GB! Team GB! Team <laughs> GB! 
magical. It's funny, that's another thing where they're not going to, you know, obviously because of the nature of the show, you know, they're going to say things like, we'll be proud of you, whatever. Like, I wonder if anyone just shouted, don't fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) And they go, yeah, can we do that again? Can we do that again? All right. If you fuck, if you don't win that race, I'll break your, I'll come around your house and I'll break your fucking legs. Can we say something about, all right, then, all right, Team GB. It really is just the, the absolute worst. The, um, the, the Matt Damon, when they closed the entire programme um, and Matt Damon, the poor bastard, had had to sit through all of this. Mm. And then they, of course, asked him about his worst ever movie, which he was tactful about. And then they said, what, someone had messaged going, will there be any more Bourne films? And then he, then he invited, well, us, really, the viewer, to think one up. Any more Bourne films, yes or no? If you can think up an idea, Jermaine, please send it to me. So, you know, yeah. you've got Hollywood contacts, Pete. So let's, let's yeah, pitch I was, a Bourne oh, film. I was right away, yeah, yeah. Actually, the person who, the person who asked that question from the, in the, from the public was actually Paul Greengrass, the director. <laughs> <laughs> you won't call me back. Yeah, Jason Bourne has to escape the one show, I guess. Like, you know, he has yeah. to be trapped in the... Oh, can I ask a question? Again, I'm sure you've noticed this a long time before. Who are the sinister figures in the background? that walk back and forth behind the set. I wonder, are they like armed people? Are they like policing? I'm obsessed <laughs> with those, like this, 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 they're in, it's a bit like, you know, um, what's the uh, Jim Carrey film with the, I'm going, Truman, the Truman Show. Oh, Truman Show, you yes. Know? Yeah. I think, is it, is it like the Truman Show where there's like a, there's a perimeter and there's like, a, occasionally a presenter, like Ronan Keating escapes and they just, shoot, they gun him down. As he goes, Pete, you, you know? can tell you've been in LA too long because those yes. are members of the great British public simply walking around Around. Oh, hello, hey, darling. Um, Sorry, I'm being shown a lollipop. All right. <laughs> Delicious uh, lollipop. Take it, the lollipop. It, it's my wife. You know, she, she's 15. <laughs> yeah, you and Matt Damon. Matt Damon will love her. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's it's the uh, it's the sort of piazza oh. bit in front of um, Broadcasting House. Um, I just horribly and... embarrassed myself. Like, I'm no, so because, I mean, no. I've been in LA like... all that time. He doesn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> He, he doesn't recognise ordinary British people. Um, the, um, yeah. the, the what thing are of, they? Are they agents? <laughs> you would imagine that because it's a television show going on the BBC, that people might mm. stop and look in out of curiosity. But that, that yeah. doesn't happen. People are just like, oh, God, keep walking. You know? yeah. They're just yeah, over yeah. it. They're just like, oh, my God, the, what's going on in there? The one show. Oh, like, yeah. God. <laughs> Got to go and wash my hands, get another antibacterial wipe. <laughs> <laughs> I, all I had, by the way, was the born perineum. That's all I could come up with. By the way, the, could they could they could they make it more exciting if they let the public walk through the studio? Oh, it'd be so, they, so like, good! You could just walk. You could like yeah. You're sitting down waiting to meet somebody. Like I've got to meet my brother at three o'clock. We're, we're gonna, like, he, he needs a new mobile phone, and you just sit on the couch next to Jermaine, like you know, just chatting. And he's got to like, excuse me. All joking aside, a television show that went on on the BBC <laughs> at seven thirty, which was just a locked off camera shot of a room that anyone could go into i (laughs) would watch that well they're presenting it and then anyone can come through yeah and there is there's one rule and that is no one can call the police whatever happens (laughs) and there's an atm in the corner there's just a cash machine and this is a couple snogging drunk couple snogging in the background fighting there's a fight Uh, the, the other show that they had, I, for me, the, the, the thing that sort of sticks in my mind most was um, the, the slightly unnerving sight of Petula Clark. Yeah. Um, 
she, she had a very startled and hunted vibe she was giving off. Mm-hmm. She didn't really seem hunted. to know what was going on a lot of the time, did she, as well? That was the... Um, which, mind you, look, old pro, right? Because mm. at the beginning, when they asked her if she liked the Olympics or not, she said, um, well, I haven't really watched much because Mary Poppins opens again <laughs> soon and I'm in it. And that here's the dates. That oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. very good, Wonderful very strong. Um, have you been watching the Olympics today? Have you been keeping up with it? A little bit this morning, yeah. uh, but we started rehearsals today for Mary Poppins. So we're back in, into rehearsal because we open again on uh, very soon, actually, on uh, 7th of August. She mentioned that she'd sang for the troops in World War II, which mm. uh, is just that sort of line. You sort of go, is there anyone alive who can actually still say they did that? And it turns out it That's is crazy. Petula Clark. Yeah. Um, can have That's a li- ama- I didn't think about that. That's kind of amazing. It, it, but she was on two, didn't she say it was on two with Julie Andrews? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's they, right. They were yeah. both child stars. And right. you were actually friends with Julie Andrews, who of course played Mary Poppins in yes. the film when you were younger, weren't you? When we were kids, we were child prodigies. <laughs> Uh, we used to sing for the troops uh, during the Second World War. Um, we used to travel around on troop trains and sleep in the luggage racks and get off. We never knew where we were, but we'd get off and entertain the troops. It was fun. And so she was right. talking about how, you know, they were there really, as, as, and it's sort of so bleak, as sort of a surrogate child for all of the troops who were abroad to be reminded of their own children. When she said she was going on tour, I just, maybe with Julie Andrews, just, I just had the image of it being a bit Led Zeppelin, like they're throwing <laughs> <laughs> TVs out of hotel rooms. And like... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app. 
apps than that. Friends with friends. And we're on Twitter at friendswf. I had a, a little look on on her uh, her life story. The, the, she she boasts quite a lot about the fact that she turned down a threesome with Elvis Presley and Karen Carpenter. Oh my! What? Uh, well, uh, she, well, they didn't they didn't she, go down that line of questioning. Where was that? I tell you where that is, John. That is the first thing if you type in Petula Clark on threesome. Google. <laughs> within two, it comes up, and there's a big Guardian article where she talks about her amazing wild life. And wow. what are they doing here going, oh, we've got a little, we know something about you. And you can see her, that's why she's looking anxious all the time. Yeah. She's the implication that Elvis and, I mean, God rest us all, Karen Carpenter were all like, right, we're up for it. We're just, Petula, you just need to agree no, to it. Actually, I mean, when and you, she said, no, I'm like, oh, come on. When you break it down, it is actually just uh, Karen Carpenter and Petula Clark being professional. And Elvis approaching them and going, why don't we have a threesome? And both of them going, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not, not as glamorous as maybe it sounded at first. What's the... I mean, is it... honestly, hand on heart, when you said I Googled, is it, did you Google, you Googled Petula Clark or the first thing, or it's the first thing you get if you Google Petula Clark threesome? Okay. <laughs> Let's have a look. Petula... <laughs> ah, do you know what I did do? I did what I often do on this show. I Googled the phrase Petula Clark scandal um, in, the, yeah. in the hope that I would... And the other scandal she had yeah. is that she touched Harry Belafonte on American television in 1968. Oh. And that was a oh. uh, the first time they'd had a white woman touching a black man on American television, and it caused a national commotion. Um, oh, wow. Harry Belafonte God. had basically set it up. He was you know, obviously into, very into the civil rights movement. Um, yeah. Petula Clark, I mean, credit to her for being honest. Many years later, mm. she was talking about it. She was like, oh, it's nothing to do with race, racial elements. I wasn't trying to stick up for the civil rights movement, she said. It was just, I thought that was the best take. So I demanded all the other ones were destroyed. <laughs> and she said, but it wasn't anything to do with, you know, the, the fight for racial justice. No. no. It's like, well, credit to you. You could have taken that <laughs> one. It would have been an easy win. <laughs> she did. Can um, I just do, my, can I just do yeah. a rubbish joke that I thought of a moment ago? It's like that uh, Elvis Presley, when he was offering the threesome, said, hey, do you want to go downtown? <laughs> Sorry, cut that. Right. Absolutely uh-huh. not. Uh-huh. Okay. There was a lot of because um, Alicia Dixon was on as well, wasn't she? Mm. True, and there was a, a one of those legend, yeah, yeah, that's right. One of those classic one show introductions where they sort of diss one of the guests in front of the other one, mm. and they said at the beginning, two women who've been showing us that Britain's got talent for many years, earning a couple of golds along the way. One has a golden buzzer on Britain's Got Talent. The other one has a gold disc for downtown. But before that, it is time to meet tonight's wonderful guest, two women who have been showing us that Britain's got talent for many, many years, earning a couple of goals along the way themselves. One has a golden buzzer (laughs) and the other's big hit, Downtown, and earned her a golden disc. Please welcome Petula Clark and Alicia Dixon. (laughs) Poor old Alicia Dixon. They were down on her. They were kind of... They did a thing at the end when they said, like, and all the questions. You say at the end of that show... That was brutal. they read out four questions for Petula Clark, and then they said, "People ask questions as well for you, Alicia, but we haven't got time for those." Bye. <laughs> but they also gave so her funny. the little pause so that she had to say something to it. So she had to go, "That's absolutely fine." And they were like, "Yeah, bye." We've got loads of messages here for you, Alicia, as well. But I think we just haven't got enough time. No worries. She was on a, a very small chair as well at the end of the long couch that Petula Clark was on. Mm. And the social distancing. But you've got to give people similar furniture because otherwise it looks like there's a big start and then you've been given a tiny stool to sit on. 
like yeah. the kids table yes. the, the getting into the the anecdotes you know again this is where the researchers come into their own you know sort of oh you know has anyone got any anecdotes that the presenters can specifically ask you about and that and jermaine was sort of going tell us your um Tell us your Dean Martin story. Tell us your anecdote, you might as well have said. Is, was there a story about yourself and, um, is it Dean Martin, that never used to turn up to rehearsals, apparently? Oh, no. And you used to have to fill, it, fill in for him or just well, kind of was... guide him along the way. And then she doesn't, because she doesn't know what he's talking no, about. She, and then, then he sort of prods him and goes, I heard he likes golf. I heard he was a lo- <laughs> lover of his golf, though. And she looked like she didn't. And then she, she got it, and then suddenly she just went, oh, okay. And then launched into an anecdote, which was simply, he turned up to rehearsal when he finished his golf. <laughs> he would turn up to rehearsal when he'd finished his round of golf. Wow. And that could be any time. It would be sitting around waiting. You know? <laughs> Amazing. But it didn't matter because he always looked a bit out of it, but it was because he didn't quite know what he was supposed to be doing. Wow. Not because he was drinking. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's true. My other favourite bit of that is when they mentioned that they, they, they were getting Alicia to talk about how she wanted to be a sports teacher uh, before she got into the music business. And she mm. was like, oh, yeah, so, you know, I'd have loved to have done that. And they were like, no, what, what other sports? Did you do running? Did you do the running? And she sort of ended up saying, um, well, I... Uh, you know, yeah, I did running and I, I used to enjoy the long jump. And Jermaine went, it's all coming out now. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, I hear you you were nearly kind of going into athletics at some stage yourself. Well, I, I studied sports at college. I used to want to be a, a sports teacher before I got into the music industry. And I've always had a love of uh, health and wellness. And yeah, sport yeah, is just... I can see that, see with oh. you. Did you run, though? You kind of I, swerved the question there. Well, Did you run? Um, I, could, I used to do 200. Oh, there yeah, we go. So you were quick. Hair. That's Last what I wanted to know. Was you quick? Nice. Like the long jump. Oh, here we yeah. go. It's all coming yeah. out now. Yeah. Yeah. excited by the reveal that she once did the long jump. Really Hard weird. hitting. Oh, so weird. And I think that was all to do, obviously, with the, like, the Olympics. They're still sort of like, we can tie this in. Alicia Dixon, yeah. the Olympics, you know. They had a park run film as well, didn't they? Because oh, the that park was, runs. That was properly shit. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was absolutely fucking awful. Currently, around 7 million people go running at least twice a month in the UK. That's a lot of runners. And the phenomena of park run has seen many run together in groups, a sort of running community. You know, it was just filming, again, Vox the public. Do you do running? Yes. Mm. Uh, great. Where? At this place where you're filming. Right. Thank you. Uh, Move on. For me as well, BBC Balance. I have that thing of, you know, I fucking detest runners and I don't, I don't hate running. <laughs> I don't hate the idea that people do it. Every single person who is a runner that I've met has been an absolute prick. And they ruin parks. They, they run at me on the fucking street. They, they pant at you all through the pandemic, all through the fucking pandemic, <laughs> panting at you as they like charge towards you. I live in London. Everyone's selfish and everyone's rude. But the reality is the runners are the <laughs> rudest and the most selfish. They expect you, if you're walking, to move out of the way for them on pavements. When they're running on the pavement, because they're like running takes priority over walking. You're just walking. I'm doing a thing. And I, I fucking hate it. The number <laughs> I think of we might problems, have touched a nerve here, man. Oh, do you know, I hate it <laughs> so much, John. And seeing a film like that, I was like, where? Maybe their bikes were stolen. Maybe they, they... <laughs> where's the balance, I thought? Where's the balance? Where's, where's three angry men? Just going, I fucking ate all this. What, what was interesting in, in that film, though, I, well, I, I use the word interesting very loosely, of course, but there was a moment where it was just 
you could almost sense that the director had gone, yes, when they, they got something that was vaguely different, which was a girl who does part runs, mm. but between the ages of 14 and 20, she couldn't walk at all. As a teenager, Geordie Hooper was diagnosed with a neurological disorder and told she may never be able to walk, let alone run. Between the ages of about 14 and almost 20, I wasn't able to walk. Um, and then that all changed about five years ago when I went into a rehabilitation hospital. So there's one thing starting to walk, <laughs> but yeah. now to run. And then she said, you know, I was out, out for a walk one day and then I just decided to run. And you could see that you could see the director just going, it's Forrest Gump. It's Forrest <laughs> Gump on the one show. This is golden. I, I also thought if this was at this period, they'd been showing a festival that was full of young people outside then there'd be loads of complaints about, you know, look at this, this is a COVID spreading event. But because it was runners, there was not a mask on anyone at any point. I know they're outside. Yeah, sweating runners. But yeah, yeah. all of the people who are putting out the, the cones and doing the barcoding and all the volunteers, not a single person had a mask on at any point. And if that had been, say, Download Festival, then everyone would have been, you know, the Daily Mail would have been doing a thing saying, how dare the one show celebrate this. I, I, I'm attacking this because I hate the running. Although I know, we got, we're getting <laughs> although, it. Although yeah. the presenter, who was a woman called uh, Seema Jaswal, I thought was delightful. Yeah, she was, we haven't seen her before, I don't think, either. <laughs> no, she was new. I you got she was it back really at you, you, got, you got it back at the end. I just want to say... <laughs> Did yeah. you? She, she then did a bit of running, Mark. So did you like her when she was presenting, but hate her when she was running? Uh, she, look, all I, I think she's a collaborator. You know, she's, <laughs> she, she, when the Nuremberg trials happen for the one show, she will be tried as a collaborator. But, but, but <laughs> and, we'll, and hung next to the bike. We'll probably just make her wear a sign around her neck that says collaborator. <laughs> but she, she will not face a prison or a death sentence. Don't worry. Good. I was pleased with Alicia Dixon's uh, book deal, by the way, um, mm. because it's very easy to write a book, isn't it? Because what you do is she said, you know, my daughter's my daughter brings home books and, you know, she wasn't represented, which, you know, is fair enough. Some yep. statistics about representation for people of colour on the cover of children's books. And that's yeah. fine. And then she said, so I thought I'm going to have a go at this myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I did, she said. And you go, well, yeah, but I imagine lots of people have thought that. But funnily enough, they're not Alicia Dixon and can't get the book published. I thought she was a bit too honest then when they said, how long does it take to write the book? She said, a couple of months. Uh, yeah. And then and then she said, uh, but a song? Oh, a couple of hours. Yes. Just, just... That's absolutely good. How long does it take you to write a book like that? Write a book? Um, probably a couple of months. A song, probably a couple of months. <laughs> I, go for, I go to the toilet and I come out with a song. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, no, just, just pretend it takes longer, for God's sake. When, when they... And uh, she's got her, her new song out, which is called War. And she said it was inspired by my second pregnancy uh, as the video was playing in the background. And it just had the words, it burns, it burns, it burns, <laughs> flashing up again and again. It's more like The Exorcist. <laughs> I co-wrote War with a fantastic writer called uh, Caitlin. And it was inspired by my second pregnancy, actually. Was it? It wasn't solely about that. But I don't know if you've ever had those moments, Alex, where you just lock yourself away in the bathroom and have a cry. What's interesting to me with those shows, you know, is like the whole language of it. You know, like I noticed that there's a, I mean, I used to have to, you know, and I, I did this show years, years ago, got thrown in Armistice, and, uh, mm. and we have to, we, uh, and we have to learn some of the dark tricks of that world, mm. like smiling when you don't <laughs> feel like smiling, or somebody else's talk. I know Jermaine was quite good at this, like that they, that they, she's talking, and then the other presenter has to do the, the agreeing smile. You know the thing they have to do. Yeah. They have to do that because you can't just, you know, 
look at your fingernails. You know, you can't check your text. That'd be a great. And no, I think the show in which the public can walk in and out. I think the presenters. I think it'd be great to do a show where they just like said, "Oh God, she's talking now. I'm going to just, I'm going to just see if um, see gonna... what's under. Is that is there still a delay on the Northern Line? Like, you know, I'm going to eat these watsits. <laughs> oh I'm going to be home. Yeah, I'm just going to call like Deliveroo and see if I can, yeah, if I can, you know, be home. That the, the the Indian food will be there home at the same time as me. But like, uh, but like, I just thought, I just, thought, I think it's because I'm rather than accidentally watching a show like that because it's oh god, this is on. I suppose I'll watch this whilst I try and get my daughter to sleep. Is that if I'm watching it, you know, like you asked me to watch it, and like you start noticing weird stuff, which again, I'm sure you know, it's like. That there's a laugh that they have when somebody says something that's not funny. You know, that's just where, like somebody says, no, so, but the language, but the rule is that you laugh. And yeah. there seemed to be a specific laugh, which was like, or like, or, or, or Alex did a thing when somebody says something that's vaguely nice. And I've noticed all those presenters do that. They go, oh, yeah. I think there'd be an interesting cut of that show where you just do the noises. <laughs> just cut, cut I think what's really funny is, I mean, I mean, you you've got to watch Peter two of the the sort of flattest episodes. The one show isn't isn't oh, right. like a, it's not not a good show, but occasionally right. you're sort of like, oh, that was fun or that was exciting, and it's this yes. was so bland and almost like There's nothing, like, a still sort of water on a pond that was just. Yes. You, you, you just, mean these particular shows? Yeah, yeah those it, two it episodes. Was, yeah, it was yeah. just like skidding <laughs> off the surface of it. And yeah. it seems you mean you're been... giant fan? You're actually giant fans, and you're just like disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go on a lot of, uh, of um, forum boards and stuff, and we'll talk. We'll rate the yeah. episodes. This was we, we this, a disappointing eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one no, go, I forgot go, to go. say in the caravan. I, I forgot to say in the caravan section was mm. that there was a man who said, you know, the factory. Mm. And the and the guy said that specific question about how many pieces are there in a caravan? Something like what? <laughs> what? It's like he's obviously said to the guy making the caravans, "Give me something to ask you because I can't think of a single thing <laughs> to ask about the construction of static caravans." And he said, "Well, you could ask me how many pieces they're going to caravan." Because then the guy answered him really quickly. So he says, "How many pieces? Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> How many stages are there? 25 bays, from start to finish, 12 and a half hours. And the man said, he says, like, are these all made by humans? And this guy there had a really weird moment, really defiant moment. He says, these could not be built by robots. Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> they make 50 static caravans a day here, and much of the work is still done the old-fashioned way. There don't seem to be any robots in here. It's because it's a skilled industry. A robot would not be able to put one of these units together. And I thought, if I'm a robot, if I'm like, if it's the, you know, the singularities about to happen, the robots are watching go, we'll show him. And so when the robot apocalypse happens, he's fucked because they're just going to come for him. We will build the caravan. <laughs> More static than ever before than humans can manage. Um, yeah. oh, there, was, there was just a little bit where they were talking about Tom Daly, who had obviously done well at the Olympics on that day. Jermaine Jenner said, and of course, don't forget about his partner, Matty Lee. And Alex said, no. And she, she clearly had forgotten about him because she just yeah. him in the entire thing. Now, Tom Daly, we have to talk. Woo! Yes, Sorry. we do. Oh, that shot of him. With the, oh, I, I mean, he's worked so hard, hasn't he? He has, and I think, you know, with his partner as well, Matty Lee, can't yeah. forget about him. No. Them working together. They then talked about, like, an iconic image of Tom Daly, which they, they didn't or couldn't show the image. So they, they just had to talk around it. 
But they, mm. they couldn't also get the gold medal winner, presumably from that day or the day before, Adam Peaty, uh, who was a swimmer. So they got his first swimming coach and his yeah. parents to come on. And I was thinking, if you're one of the researchers on that, you must have been absolutely incredulous that you managed to find a swimming coach from the like early 80s. And it wasn't just in a Google search where the headline on the mm. paper was Monster at the Pool. It was <laughs> the only good one. I was in a pub once years ago and it really stuck with me. And there was a bloke talking about how his daughter was a swimmer, like as a job. That was her job. She was a swimmer. And he was talking to people and he went, there is no money in swimming. He said, some of the poorest people you'll ever meet swimmers. I I think about that. I would say probably twice a week at least. Whenever I think of swimming, I think of that poor, poor swimmer just (laughs) mindlessly doing it. I mean, but there is no money in swimming because we don't need it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you can't have like a, you know, you just go knock door to door and go, do you need any swimming? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, not so... like, can I tarmac your drive? <laughs> no. or like, can oh. I mow your lawn? Yeah, there, like, there's you know, no money in gyrating or bogling. You know, of course yes. there's not. It's not <laughs> yeah, needed yeah. or wanted. Yeah. And they I mean, you could be a diver, a diver for the police. That's probably where they all end up. In the <laughs> yeah. You have Olympic glory and then you're just looking for, oh, yeah, looking for, looking for bikes. Just... Well, you could, yeah, yes. bike rescuing. That's surely, <laughs> surely how it's got to go. Uh, and they, 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 yeah. they, did, they did end up with the classic one show out, which was they, they, they said um, to, to his parents, Sonia, what did it feel like watching your son win gold? Which uh, yeah. is, is the classic question that's always asked. It boils down to what was it like? What was it like? Sonia, um, what, what, was it, what did it feel like today, kind of watching your son Tom win gold? That must have been so special. Yeah, I wanted to very yeah. quickly mention um, as we just touched on bikes again there, but I, uh, the, the, the I'm, I'm going to take issue with the description of the woodland where they were. So um, they were walking, Rav and this guy Dylan, who was the bike searcher, and he, he said, <laughs> Rav said, Dylan, we're literally in the middle of nowhere. And then there was an overhead GPS Google map shot that just showed some trees next to the busy A4232. And then they found the bike Which... under the flyover from the A4232. Yes. Literally the middle of nowhere. In a very... under, under a home base. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Untouched by graffiti or litter as well. It looked incredibly sort of like it was, I don't know, maybe a training exercise. I'm full of conspiracy <laughs> theories for this episode. I really am. I say, yeah, yeah, you've uncovered some 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 awful truths about the one show, <laughs> corruption. <laughs> this podcast is all about attempting to bring them down, but in the end, uh, yeah. John and I will both be executed, presumably by a swimmer who needs the money. <laughs> <laughs> And that seems like the time, as if Dominic Raab were here, to close not the sea, but certainly this week's The The One Show show. Uh, at the end, it's customary for podcast people to say things like, please rate and review this show. Although, to be honest, it makes no difference whatsoever as far as we can see. So why not just tell people that you know how funny this is, or how shit, if that's what you think. A click's a click, frankly. We should also remind you that while you're listening to this you could come and see it live. So when this drops, right, this Thursday, if you're listening to it around then, the 2nd, Thursday the 2nd of September, we are back at the London Podcast Festival doing this live on stage with guest Danny Robbins from the far more successful than this podcast, The Battersea Poltergeist. His eyes have seen horrors, but have they ever seen anything like the one show? Join us to find out. Come and say hello. It's cheap. London Podcast Festival, September the 2nd. Google it. And while you're remembering to do all that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you.
Goodbye. Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You had any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, you, don't, uh, you don't have to do this. That weird kadunk that yeah, lights well, going off makes for some reason in films. <laughs> All Rather Mysterious. 